Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are listening to As a Woman, episode 108. The COVID vaccine, periods, pregnancy, fertility, and more. Breaking down all the latest research so you can understand the truth. Welcome to As a Woman, the podcast hosted by fertility physician, Dr. Natalie Crawford, to educate and empower women. Each week, learn about your health, your fertility, and how they relate to your true self. Become a part of the community, fostering collaboration over competition while learning how to authentically find your voice and amplify others as a woman. Hey friends, welcome back. It is May the 2nd, the day this episode is being released. And I want to break down all the latest on the COVID vaccine because there's so much misinformation, even more as time has gone on. And this science issue has turned into a political issue, has turned into something that's very controversial. And so I just want to break down the facts really quickly. I am Dr. Natalie Crawford. I'm a board certified OBGYN and REI. That means I'm a fertility doctor. So if you haven't listened to this before, I care very much about your reproductive health, and the very last thing I have any interest in doing would be to let my patients who've been through trauma, are really struggling to get pregnant, do anything that would make their odds of getting pregnant less. So I am highly invested in this topic, and I am highly invested in getting good information to you. So the CDC recently came out a couple weeks ago, and after a big study was published by the New England Journal of Medicine, looking at over 35,000 pregnant women, said that the COVID vaccine is now recommended for pregnant women. And previously they had said pregnant women are permitted to get the vaccine. That was important language because in some other countries they were not permitted. But pregnant women were permitted to get the vaccine, but please talk to your doctor. And after the New England study came out, They said, hey, now it is recommended because over 35,000 pregnant women in the study, overall more than 90,000 have gotten the vaccine. But in the study, over 35,000, and there was no higher incidence of complications, miscarriage, stillbirth, maternal or fetal complications from the vaccine. Women were in different stages of their pregnancy when they got the vaccine. Some got the vaccine and went on to deliver soon. Some got it very early. And what we know now is that we do have data that the COVID vaccine does not cause any complications in pregnancy. Therefore, anybody who's arguing that there's no data on pregnant women, that's a false statement. We have the data now. We also have very good data that COVID is very bad in pregnant women. So anybody who is telling you that 
oh, young, healthy, pregnant women do fine, they're lying to you. Maybe not on purpose. Maybe they don't understand. Likely they're not a healthcare worker who has seen some of the really tragic outcomes, but pregnancy puts even young, healthy women at risk of ICU admission, intubation, and death much higher than the general public. There are also associations with preterm birth, so giving birth early, and an increased rate of C-section. So this study, which is part of the InterCOVID multinational cohort study, looking at over 2,000 women who had COVID and who did not, who were pregnant, that COVID infection has serious complications for pregnant women. And so vaccinating pregnant women is a priority in order to protect mom and to protect baby. And then we also have data showing us that antibodies can be passed with vaccination. So if you get vaccinated in pregnancy, antibodies can pass through the placenta into your baby and help protect your baby at a really critical stage as well. So these are all pros and advantages to vaccination in pregnancy. A couple points about vaccine because we're grouping a bunch of them together and I think it's just important to stress on this really quickly. One is that there is an mRNA vaccine that is the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccine. Most of the research done are on these vaccines because they rolled out first. One argument I've heard a lot of is these vaccines are new. There's no long-term research on them. They're going to change your DNA. False, 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 false. This is no live virus. It's mRNA, messenger RNA. This is a code. Inside the little shot you get is a code that tells your bodies to make proteins called antibodies to COVID. So it is a message saying, hey, body, make some antibodies. There is absolutely zero virus in it, and it does not change your DNA at all. Does not incorporate into the DNA, does not even get into the nucleus of the cell. This technology has been around since the 90s, so it is not new. It was able to be rolled out in a quick fashion because we were in a global pandemic where a lot of money and research and priority went to developing the vaccine. The normal world of vaccine development, there's no urgency to make these vaccines. So this is not something brand new that scientists just cooked up and have no idea how it works. The other vaccine is the Johnson & Johnson, which is a viral vector vaccine. This is a modified version of a different virus, adenovirus in this case, and that's a vector, and it delivers important instructions to the cell. This is also a technology that's been around. That vaccine got some press because it caused a rare blood clot in the brain called a cerebral venous sinus thrombosis, and the vaccine process was halted when a few cases of this, seven cases, were noted to occur in reproductive age women, women under the age of 50. Now, this should give us, one, assurance that the vaccine reporting system works. If complications are being noticed, it should be halted until it can be further investigated. Two, that's a very low incidence because over 6 million vaccines had been given. So that's a very, very low incidence of something happening. It is a severe outcome. And the CDC does have a caveat on their recommendations that women who are under the age of 50 should be aware that there are mRNA vaccines available that do not or have not been associated with that complication. And so if presented the choice on a platter between the J&J and an mRNA vaccine, the recommendation may be to take the mRNA vaccine. 
But overall, the vaccine available to you is the best one to get over not getting it and getting COVID and having a severe complication, especially with new onset of second waves and other strains of the virus. Many hospitals are currently reporting young, healthy patients getting sicker in this new wave. And so just because you are young or just because you are healthy does not mean you are protected or you will not going to get sick. Okay, so CDC recommends pregnant women get vaccinated. As a fertility doctor, I'm recommending that my pregnant women are getting vaccinated as well. Every major organization who takes care of pregnant women, the American Society for Reproductive Medicine, the American College for OBGYN, the Society for Maternal Fetal Medicine, all still recommend the same thing, that pregnant women should get vaccinated or talk to their doctor if they have questions about it. And one other concern before we hop over to periods is what about getting a fever in early pregnancy? Isn't that bad? We have to remember that the fever, if you get a fever with the vaccine, it is a temporary immune response that typically lasts less than 24 hours. If you get sick with COVID, you are going to have a much higher fever for a much longer period, and you're going to be overall sicker, and that's going to be a greater strain on the body. And so we do not worry about mild fever, even in the first trimester. You can take Tylenol, which can treat the fever after the vaccine or for any reason. And so that should not be a barrier to you getting pregnant. And then other concerns about the immune system, oh, this immune reaction, the placenta is an immune reaction. When you are growing a placenta in, you are already in a state of a heightened immune response just happening inside your uterus, so maybe you're not aware of it. So this very transient immune reaction is not going to trump placentation or the development of the placenta. And we know this because if so, we would be seeing a higher incidence of first trimester miscarriage, chemical pregnancies, failed transfers with IVF cycles in women who are getting the vaccine if that was something to be concerned about. And we're not seeing that at all. Not at all. We must remember that miscarriage is overall common. Miscarriages happen to one out of every four people that are clinically recognized pregnancies. So just because somebody you may know may have had a miscarriage and may have gotten a COVID vaccine does not mean that they are related. Many pregnancies miscarry. And when a large portion of the population is getting vaccinated or having the same exposure, I understand why people may draw correlations in their brain that scientifically, when you look at thousands and thousands of women, do not exist. And that's why we have science. And that's why we do studies. We do scientific studies to rule out things that are just random associations and have no cause effect. And that is important. And that's why we like science. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Quince. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. And luckily, I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. The best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands, but Quince partners directly with top factories cutting out the cost of the middleman, passing the saving to us, and only working with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices. I personally cannot wait to wear my cute tan linen set this summer. So it's your turn to get warm weather ready with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash A-A-W for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash A-A-W to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash A-A-W. Thank you, Quince. And now a word for one of our sponsors, Ritual. Did you know that women were excluded from clinical research policy by federal law until 1993? but women belong in scientific research. They're essential and Ritual knows this. I choose Ritual Multivitamin every day because it is easy to take and I know that I am getting high quality and traceable ingredients in a clean and bioavailable forms. In fact, Ritual conducted a university-led human clinical trial for their Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin to assess its efficacy and the results showed increase in vitamin D levels by 43%, and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. No my shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash A-A-W. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash A-A-W for 25% off. Thank you, Ritual. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Apostrophe. With the temperatures starting to warm up, I'm so excited that summer is around the corner and getting ready and looking forward to the summer months. But I know that when I'm outside enjoying nature, I need to pick up supplies to prepare myself for summer adventures. And if you want to get your skin glowing in time for summer, it's time for you to get started with Apostrophe, who is sponsoring this episode. Apostrophe's goal is to help you feel confident in your own skin. So whether you're dealing with breakouts, signs of aging, or acne scarring, Apostrophe will help you love the skin you're in. I personally love that you get access to an expert dermatology team, a tailored treatment plan, it's simple to sign up for your first visit, and there is no in-person appointment or trip to the pharmacy needed. We have a special deal for our audience. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash A-A-W. When you use our code AAW, that's a savings of $15. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash AAW and click get started. Then use the code AAW at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. So let's talk about your periods because people are talking a lot about having period changes after the vaccine. Again, I think this is becoming talked about because a lot of young reproductive age women have gotten the vaccine. Let's step back from the vaccine for a minute. The truth is we don't have the data on the vaccine. It is currently being collected, but we are listening to everybody talk about their period changing. And there is a study with COVID infection and looking at periods. In a study that looked at women who had a COVID infection, there were about 25% who reported a change in their period pattern. Now, a change was defined very broadly. It could be heavier or lighter, longer or shorter, and this change lasted for one to two cycles and returned to normal. The hypothetical reason, if we think about it, there's two big ones that play a role. One is a stress response. Getting a COVID infection is a stressful thing for your body. Anytime the body's under a high-stress state, we know that it may turn off the brain from sending out normal hormones Therefore, you may not ovulate, and that may change your period pattern. So some women who've reported 
amenorrhea or absence of periods after getting a COVID infection, that may be due to a severe stress response because it does take the body quite a while to feel recovered enough to want to resume ovulation, therefore giving the body a chance to be pregnant. But the other reason we may be seeing this change in period pattern after COVID infection is an immune response. And this is what we are favoring because we're seeing this with vaccination as well. Again, a vaccine side effect is going to last just a couple of days. Nothing like a COVID infection. But we do know that what the vaccine is doing is ramping up your immune system. Your immune system is suddenly going into overdrive to make antibodies. It's trying to protect you. And so let's think about what happens. Your body starts making antibodies. And what are the symptoms people are reporting after vaccination? Some people are getting fever, body aches, chills, having lymph nodes that are swollen. What are lymph nodes? They're little immune system production houses in your body. And guess what? The endometrium is an immune responsive tissue also. The endometrium, the lining inside the uterus. I already said, we know it's immune responsive, Because the immune system is very important in implantation and having the placenta grow in. And so it is not surprising that when you have this huge immune response, making COVID antibodies, either from an infection or from a vaccine, that it may make that endometrium unstable and cause bleeding changes. And it's not impacting ovulation or ovarian function. And we have two studies, one looking at just history of COVID infection and a secondary one looking at three different groups, not having COVID, having a COVID infection, and getting the COVID vaccine. And we saw that in these studies confirming that both COVID infection and the vaccine do not cause a change in ovarian function, meaning ovulation and hormone production, so the ovary is still making the hormones it needs to make, still was ovulating or a change in ovarian reserve, or how many eggs you have left. So yes, we don't yet have the study specifically looking at COVID vaccine and abnormal bleeding, although we are gathering this data. However, it does make sense that a very temporary change in your period pattern may be seen after vaccination because of the immune responsiveness to the endometrium. It should return to normal, and if it doesn't, something else may be going on. What this means is if you get the COVID vaccine and your period changes. If it's not back to normal after two cycles, please see a doctor to evaluate other causes. Remember that a regular period is defined as a period that comes at a regular and predictable interval. And there are many other causes of irregular periods, such as thyroid disease, pituitary dysfunction, PCOS, hypothalamic amenorrhea, chronic illness, and other things that need medical attention. I like to think of the period as a vital sign, meaning it is giving us critical information about your body. And what about fertility? The fertility myths are still out there, and I really hate the world we live in sometimes because we are taking something that there has been stigma around. We've not talked about. We have let women's health and infertility live in a little box, and now people are using it to promote their own agenda at the disservice of reproductive age women everywhere. I get it. If somebody, even if it was Karen on Facebook, told me, hey, if you get that, you're not going to be able to have kids later, I'd be very scared. I would be very scared, even if it doesn't hypothetically make sense, because I wanted to have kids. That's an important life goal. 
I don't want to actively do something that would prevent that from being able to happen. Even in women undergoing fertility treatment, one of the studies looked at them. No change in ovarian reserve, no change in IVF cycle, no change in ovarian production of hormones with the vaccine, okay? There's not even a hypothetical reason why the COVID vaccine, this making a spike protein, it's not similar to syncytion, that placental protein, that is, it has four to five amino acid sequence, this tiny little thing that doesn't mean anything. The COVID vaccine causes that spike protein antibodies, very similar to lots of other tissues in the body too, like hemoglobin, which is in red blood cells, and things that people are not sensationalizing because it's not women's health, yet we're going to sensationalize women's health. There's not even a hypothetical reason why that would be, but I understand the fear. And certainly, if your bleeding pattern changes, that may make it harder to conceive in that cycle. We know that. I even did research on natural fertility in my fellowship and saw that women who had abnormal bleeding had less chance of getting pregnant in that cycle, but no decrease in getting pregnant in future cycles. So having one off cycle because of a vaccine, even if you're in the 25% that that may happen to, is not going to impact you later. Also, we need to know that most people are not having abnormal bleeding. Some are, but most are not. So if you're trying to get pregnant, having periods, tracking your cycles, having intercourse, just keep on. Get the vaccine when it's available to you. Do not change your behavior. If you are undergoing fertility treatments, please just talk to your treatment team. We are recommending the vaccine for our patients, but we are trying to make sure that if you do have that response, it's not going to mess up something in your cycle. Mostly, what we are not recommending and what the American Society for Reproductive Medicine is saying is we don't recommend the vaccine within three days before or after a procedure that could result in a pregnancy or implantation because we don't want your immune system to be distracted. We want it to be able to focus on implantation and let that be the primary function. So we don't prefer to get the vaccine within three days before or after a time-sensitive procedure that needs that proper immune response so we would not want to cancel a procedure. So IUI, embryo transfer, egg retrieval, these things would normally be canceled before the world of COVID if you presented with a fever. So if you walked into your embryo transfer with a fever, not COVID, a fever, I wouldn't do the transfer. I would leave the embryo frozen or I would freeze it. And I would say, not a good time to get pregnant because your immune system is doing something else at this current moment. And we'd rather wait till the next month. So. What we know is that the immune response to the COVID vaccine is very transient, only a couple days. And so that's why this recommendation by ASRM was set at three days. So we don't want your immune system to have a hard time responding to implantation because it's busy creating antibodies to your vaccine. A few remaining points. One, you can get the vaccine when you're breastfeeding. It does make antibodies transferred in breast milk. We see antibody production start as soon as two weeks after you get the vaccine and starting to peak around six weeks after that first dose. So that is good. We don't have a recommendation on how long you should breastfeed to give your baby the optimal amount of antibodies, but something is better than nothing. So if you are breastfeeding, you should not hesitate to get the vaccine. We are seeing that the vaccine causes an immune response, not a shocker. One of those is increase in lymph nodes, and this may throw off mammogram results. So another question some people have is about getting a mammogram. 
And there's no evidence that there's an increased risk of breast cancer findings, but we get false positive mammograms because of this immune response. And so if you're due for a mammogram, the Society of Breast Imaging is recommending that you get your mammogram before your first dose, so before you have a vaccine, or four to six weeks after your second dose, so they can make sure that those lymph nodes are completely back to normal. So just another side note. All of your healthcare providers, or the vast majority of them, all of your young doctors, your doctors in training, your reproductive age female physicians who are out there, have gotten the COVID vaccine. And I promise nobody's trying to lead you astray. We got the vaccine because we believe in the science. We're living in a global pandemic. And we know that the best way to get back to life as normal is for population-based immunity, which comes from people being vaccinated. You are starting to see CDC recommendations lighten about wearing masks and being around other people and events are starting to happen. And that's great and amazing. And we want you to be able to do those things also. COVID is still real. We want you to protect yourself. We have been trying to lead by example. And I know there are hateful people out there. There are unkind people out there. They have come after me on my Instagram and on YouTube. And I can understand how those people may make you doubt the science. But we are here reporting the science as we get it so that you can make the most educated decision for you. Ultimately, it's your choice. Your body, your pregnancy, your journey, and you're the one in charge of making this decision. We are just trying to get that information and that education into your hands so you can be empowered to make the choice right for you. Linking all these studies I've talked about in the show notes, so feel free to look at them. I have a ton of YouTube videos, Natalie Crawford, MD, over on YouTube talking about COVID and also talking about many other fertility issues. So feel free to go take a look there. As always, you can follow me on Instagram at Natalie Crawford, MD. And thank you, friends, for supporting me and supporting science.